Hey. This is like the first words I've said since I just came out of a workout and a cool down and some mindful meditation. And it's interesting to feel your body go through such extremes from the height. I was doing a cycling workout and the height of intensity toward the end. And I could see my heart rate on the screen and it was 182, which is higher than it's been in like a year. Um, and to sustain it there for a minute and feeling the pain and a little bit of nausea, but just the exhaustion and, and feeling it pour out of me. And then knowing at the same time that it's good for me and, and that pain, that struggle is is growing something indirectly in me and it is growing a a sense of of steadfastness and confidence um, that's been lacking for a while and then as i i peaked with my workout and then came down and went into a mindful cool down i've been doing the apple fitness plus workouts and i really like them um and with the cool down, there was stretching and, and some body movement and all this stuff. But then it, it wound down into some breathing and some meditation. And it left me in a place that's really, really comfortable. And and as I was trying to meditate, which is, I think, I mean, they call it yoga practice. And I think it's fair for me to say trying to meditate because when I meditate, my mind wanders, as does everyone's. And... I'm always trying to bring it back. And when you cling to it for just a moment and you find something, it can be really special. And this all combined with the the book that I'm reading called How to Do Nothing, um, which isn't really as clickbaity as it sounds, but it's, it's about how to structure your life and your approach to your day-to-day in a way that acknowledges and addresses what the world is as far as the attention economy and and the media and all these things vying for our our attention and our focus and how to not just step away and be like well i'm just going to ignore all that and live my life apart from it but how to find a balance and how to to control your focus to control your attention in a way that lets you choose what to focus on instead of that being chosen for you by whatever powers that be are, are creating content for you. And the the most recent chapter that I finished, chapter four, was all about attention and what attention is and what it isn't and how to find it and how your brain processes different things and how a lot of things you see and hear, but they go into your brain and then they get canceled out before you realize them. And so things like if all of a sudden you can hear a ticking clock in your in your room you could hear it all along. It was hitting your ears just like it, it was the whole time, except for some reason, your brain was deciding it wasn't important for you to hear that until something else happened, something focused, and it started to make it through. And now you've shifted your attention to where you can hear it. And you can take any noise. You can pause for a second and listen, and you'll hear something that you heard a minute ago, but you you weren't listening and it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your choice. And so a lot of this chapter was about how to recognize that 
by itself, just as a principle of there's things that you're absorbing that you're not paying attention to. And that's fine. I mean, it's necessary for survival. If you paid attention to everything, it'd be like being on drugs and you wouldn't get anything done and you'd have a nervous breakdown. But being able to see how much you're absorbing and and to choose deliberately what to internalize and what to focus on, that's that's a special power. And that's something worth pursuing. And as I was doing this meditation just now and f- trying to focus on my breath and seeing my attention drift and, and bringing it back again and again, and even starting to think about this podcast and like, oh, I should record a podcast after this because I've got some things that are in my mind. But no, not yet. I should be focusing on my breathing right now. And I'd go back and forth. And there's this this pressure that I feel, and I don't I have to assume more people feel it, but it's a bit of the imposter syndrome and with a bit of, I don't know, maybe shame where I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I can't meditate or that I try to meditate and I'm not that good at it. And I, I feel like there's two people in the world. There's people who meditate and there's people who don't. And that's not true. There's, there's also a third group of people who try but they don't achieve that that zen like suspension and flow it's it's this struggle it's this push and through that again we find growth but i have this embarrassment to admit that and and to feel like i need to project like oh yes i meditate i meditate and i i achieve mindfulness and i am all the better for it and that someone would criticize me. And I feel like those criticisms wouldn't come from the, the people who are in my group, this middle group of trying our best to, to, to learn more about ourselves and to find this focus and this peace and this meditation and this mindfulness. But I fear that I would either get criticism from the people who are meditating well and have this down and can get to that state and can find new perspective and step outside of themselves and, and control their focus that they would laugh at me like, oh, this this noob doesn't have the, the mental strength to do what we do. And I have to imagine that that's not true, that, that people who achieve that peace and that perspective have to understand that they worked to get there. And they, they want that for other people, I have to assume, just how I in this group want this for other people and, and want people to surpass what I've been doing. Because I think when we do that, that reflection can be really, really powerful while it may not change your reality, it can absolutely change the perspective of your reality. And, and at a point that is changing your reality. And so it's really important. But then the other place that I fear this criticism comes from is from people who don't meditate and who think it's pointless and a waste of time and something that new age, white, dummy, elite, privileged turds do when they're, when they're trying to to achieve enlightenment and look for meaning. And I can't, I can't write that off. I can't say that that doesn't happen, that people don't listen to this content or watch these videos um, or see people doing similar things and just roll their eyes and be like, man, I wish I could, I could do that. I wish I had the free time to focus on my mental health, but I have to work two jobs to support myself and my family. And I just don't have time for that. And that is a reality for people. But for me to fear criticism from that group is irrational. And I think that even if everyone can't achieve mindfulness or or can't even attempt to practice it, 
if anyone in our society is able to do that, that lets our entire society level up because we can start to, to find new perspectives and new systems uh, and new, new positivity that we can share with one another and create space. And the more space we create, the more people we can fit in that space and the more space that they can create and so on and so on. And so the more that we do this, the more people can do this. And maybe one day it gets to a point where everyone can do it. And when we can do that, again, we're, we're not changing the reality, but we can change the perception of that reality, which is changing the reality. And so I'm, I'm focusing on vulnerability and, and I'm trying to, as always, I'm trying to figure out what life is. And so often I'm searching for a routine or a pattern or like, well, if I could just exercise every morning, then life would be different. If I could wake up and journal, then like, that's the one thing that I will do for the rest of my life. And that's, that defines me and sets me up for success mentally and happiness and blah, blah, blah. And I've tried hundreds of things. And at a point, the pattern becomes a pattern of trying new things and a pattern of of buying into a habit, seeing it through, learning from it then moving on from it and trying to find something new and some other adventure, some other hobby in which I can find progress and peace. And I've, I've beat myself up for that for so long of saying like, Oh, I have a short attention span. And like, Oh, you know, I can't keep up journaling. I wish I could journal, but you know, I journal for a couple months and then I'm completely like, I don't journal at all for months or a year. And then I get, I get frustrated with myself and, and you don't gain anything through that frustration. And I realized that in the meditation and the mindfulness of the times that I've stepped away, I've gone to experience something and I'm away from my mindfulness for a period of time. But when I return to it, there's so much I can learn from returning to it rather than just saying like, well, I haven't journaled, I haven't been doing meditation, so I'm not going to bother at all. But knowing that regardless of how long I've stepped away from it, there's a true value to coming back to it. And, and looking at reflecting on those experiences while I was away, things that I didn't take the time to reflect on in the moment. And I've, I've done this with trips and I've done this with, with jobs that I've had and with experiences in the pandemic and adventures and fatherhood. And sometimes it gets so wrapped up. I'm, I'm living moment to moment then I don't step back. But when I finally do take the time to step back and look at these things and maybe start to write something down, maybe just think through it, you can find some real value and some lessons that you would have missed if you don't ever take that time to slow down. And so that comes from a vulnerability. And I think there's, there's two kinds of vulnerability. There's, there's inward vulnerability where you're admitting to yourself that you're working on something that you're practicing, that you're trying to make improvements and that you're not perfect. And maybe the things that you've been doing are the wrong things or they're the right things, but you haven't been doing them the right way or well enough and being able to admit that to yourself is is such an important first step toward any other development you want to make and i look around and i see things like toxic masculinity and just this you can call it alpha or whatever this projection of power and confidence and this fake it till you make it and as a entrepreneur as a as a business owner so much of that permeates that small business world of like, you've got to act like, you know, your stuff, you got to have the car that makes you look established and you got to present yourself in a way that makes your client think that you're a certain way. So that way they have an experience. And, 
and it creates this this desire for somebody to convince themselves that they're perfect and that when you project so much confidence this this fake it till you make it you may find that you've made it but you've made it on top of such a flimsy foundation because you've been faking it for so long you've just put up this facade until you've you've built this castle upon this this weak foundation and it's so ripe for collapse and by contrast if you can be vulnerable to yourself and look for opportunities look for mistakes you've made and why and then think back to maybe what you would do differently and walk through that a few times so that the next time you're presented with a situation it's not it's something that you can draw on something that you've spent some time evaluating instead of just you can change your knee-jerk reaction you can change your habits but you're only going to do that when you really sit and, and work through these things and, and have repetitions in your mind again and again on what to do in these situations. And, and you do that by reflecting on your mistakes. And so that inward vulnerability is really important to your personal growth. But then outward vulnerability is so important for the community. And I look at these same alpha people and and these elite performers and, and these people who who build this brand around themselves of being infallible and being just pure confidence and, and influencers and stuff that project this lifestyle that they can capitalize on. And by avoiding that vulnerability, by just acting like they are, are these perfect individuals and, and inspiring people to behave like them and buy things from them, it has such a negative net impact on society because it's creating more people who think that that's a attainable and b the goal to, to be this just lights out cool cucumber individual. And that's not, that's not a good way to be in it. Again, it's you're, you're encouraging other people to, to fake it till you make it. And it's just setting yourself up for disaster. And so the more we can be, outwardly vulnerable the more we can create space for other people to do the same and the more we have our leaders admit to their imperfections and admit to mistakes and and show that their principles change over time and and they add more information and they learn and they grow and that can change their perspectives it can change what they're they're passionate about it can change the decisions that they make and so long as we keep having people who are so arbitrarily resolute and and willing to die for their beliefs without evaluating them, without stepping back to say, where did these come from? What principles inform them? And, and are those principles the ones that are truest to me in my life experience? And, and, and until we do that and have that acceptance and, and, encourage each other to do the same we're going to keep staggering as a society and we're going to keep hitting these stumbling blocks where people are looking for perfect individuals that are going to be torn down because they've either built themselves up to be too perfect and then they end up living this double life or they never make it to building themselves up because there's no foundation there it's just this mindless hustle and if we can admit to ourselves with inward vulnerability that we have room to grow, room to improve, and ways that we can change our, ourselves and have an outward vulnerability where we show other people that it's okay. It's okay to, to be wrong. 
It's okay to learn. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to seek information that may be contrary to what your beliefs are. When we start to make that the norm, we unlock the potential to do so much more as a society, as a community. And so that's, that's what I'm looking for in my life is more vulnerability internally and more room for growth and doing my best to, to understand where my perceived criticism might come from and, and understand that it's irrational and that even if there is criticism, it's worth it to endure that criticism because it's going to open up room for me to grow and, and understand where that criticism comes from and and the absolute lack of real value that it has and when i can do that then i can share that with other people and we can again create that space for one another to be more mindful and to find a truer deeper happiness that we may not have thought we were capable of so that's where my head is today that's what i'm thinking about and i hope that wherever you are if you're someone who's listening to this that you take a second and Think of a couple things that really make you happy and think of a couple things that maybe you let yourself get upset about or mistakes that you've made and understanding that it's okay to make those mistakes and it's okay to be upset at yourself about it for a little bit, but to recognize that as an opportunity to evaluate why you felt that way, why you acted that way and make a plan for the next time you're in that situation, how you'll handle it. And I'll leave you with with one thing that I keep working on and that's when I get cut off in traffic or when someone's an awful driver and this happened to me when I left the zoo over the weekend uh, or, and there was somebody who it turns out I think I know the person uh, and they were tailgating me as I like just right on my bumper as I was driving out of the park at the speed limit with my 19 month old son in the back and I'm even a more defensive driver than, than I normally am when my son's in the car and when I was coming up to where I needed to make a left turn and the left turn lane started, this person blew by me on the left side before I had a chance to get over and like almost sort of sideswiped me because they they like drove on the shoulder before the turn lane started. And I got so frustrated and I was so angry and my defense mechanisms kicked in. And then afterwards I was like, when I see this person, I'm going to say like, Hey, is this your truck? Do you drive this kind of truck? Because I'm pretty sure that you come and, and I had, I was so worked up and thinking about revenge and how to confront this person. And it dawned on me that that wouldn't do any good. It, it wouldn't to confront someone to bring it up in that way. Um, but I had to, to walk through an exercise in my mind a couple times of what does it feel like to be cut off? What does getting angry do? And instead, could I step back and immediately try to find peace and relaxation and focus on the safety of my car and my son and to say, okay, crisis averted. We didn't get sideswiped. I'm okay. He's okay we're good. Let's make our turn. Let's move on with our life in a happy way because that's, that's the positive way to do that. That's again, change, not changing the reality of what happened is changing my perception of that reality and therefore changing my reality. And if I can walk through that exercise a couple times in my mind, I stand a better chance of next time when the opportunity presents itself. Unfortunately, I'll be in a place where I can recognize it because I've exercised that muscle before and I can approach it a little differently. That's all I've got. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it and uh, talk to you next time.